The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Big Six Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. This is the Black Monday Recap Show. A, uh, I wouldn't say, I would say like a low key Black Monday for uh, for normal, normal you know, re- relative to like last year and years in the past. Joining me to break it down, Ryan Wilson and John Breach. Gentlemen, what's up? Uh, Breach so far, only uh, Lovey and, and Cliff are looking for jobs. And uh, we talked about Lovey. We talked about Lovey last night, Cliff, this afternoon. So pretty slow going. Cliff Kingsbury is 100% like already on a flight to Mexico. He does. He's probably checked out. I'm fine. You guys have your Black Monday podcast, but I'm out of here. <laughs> and I was telling somebody a few minutes ago, it's like, it's like, it, it, like trying to explain Black Monday and like how you have to do the, like the work you have to do is like, like, yeah, we basically have to discuss people losing their jobs and doing it. And, and, it, but, you know, when you think about Cliff Kingsbury, one, look, I'll take the L. I said, I didn't think they would fire him. Ryan Wilson, you said it all along that they would pull the rip the bandaid off. You don't even care how much it costs. You were right. We've we've you've been you've been right about some stuff this year. Give you credit for that. Two at least two things. Um, Sounds like according to Pro Football Talk earlier this afternoon that Cliff's contract was through twenty twenty six. So they are having to. It ain't going to be a get out of jail free card for for the Bidwells. They're going to have to pay up, right? To pay for uh, oh, Cliff's trip to, to Mexico. There, as Breach is talking about. Well, well that's the uh, part. Is uh, I know Brenton. You said we're talking about coaches losing their jobs, but these guys, right? Exactly. Mo- most of them have fully guaranteed contracts, so you don't have to feel overly sorry. Well, that, that's why. That's why I was that. There was a follow up I gave. It's like it's really awkward that we have to do this, but like here's a picture of this guy, and he's making twenty million dollars to not work if he so chooses for the next five years. So, I mean, Cliff Kingsbury is going to be fine. Uh, I am still surprised. That the, and the Cardinals also, um, I mean, they didn't fire Steve Kime. Uh, they, he was, I mean, technically, he, he, he resigned from his position. I think that's more a thing about loyalty than anything else. Um, and we'll dive into all that. And, and I mean, look, I don't, know, I don't know where you go from here, though. Because, like, I mean, the Bidwell, you, know, you have billions. 
because all I think all but one, the uh, Mark Davis, are billionaires in the NFL. But um, you know, you have like you're spinning. A, you, you just gave Steve Kime an extension. You just gave Cliff Kingsbury an extension. You just fired him after one like less than a year out from giving them said extensions. And you have a quarterback who you just gave an extension as well that also has a a, a freaking had a homework clause in his contract that you took out because his agent and, and who's also Cliff's agent, which is a little weird, leaked it out to the public. He's got a torn ACL. I mean, where honestly, where do the Cardinals go from here? Breach? I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, when we had this kind of conversation earlier, I'll just give the, the concise version of what I said. And it's just that this is one of the toughest jobs to accept because you don't know what there is going forward. If you're an offensive minded coach, you can't bring in your own quarterback because you have a franchise quarterback under contract, but he's not going to be available till week three or week four or week five. But we do, it's almost certain he's not going to be available at the beginning of the season. So you're already be, kind of behind the eight ball because you don't have your own starting quarterback. And so it just feels like this doesn't seem like an enticing job because of that. So uh, I, I think the Cardinals are in a tough situation here. Absolutely. Yeah, and you got to figure out, and we talked about this earlier as well, is the coach going to be an offensive guy? Is it going to be more of a disciplinarian? We mentioned Brian Flores as a possibility in terms of just trying to get the the house in order before you worry about the quarterback situation. And I talked about this uh, with Rick Spielman just uh, not too long ago on on with the first pick about what you want to do. And Rick's like, you need to get the best football guy in there because the football team is a hot mess. Now, they have other draft picks. They have the number three overall pick. And, um, you know, I don't think Sean Payton is, is a likely candidate, but but Rick said this about the Broncos job. He said, listen, if you think, and he worked with George Payton for, for a quarter century, if you think that Sean Payton is the answer to unlocking Russ Wilson and getting this team going, you absolutely give up the number five pick or, or the number, a first-round pick, whatever whatever that first-round pick is. Well, they, they don't, they, they have a first-round pick at the end. Uh, so you yeah, give up whatever first-round pick that is, and um, you, you make that happen. So I was like, ooh, okay, so... I think depending on, and they don't have a general manager to make that decision in Arizona, but uh, whoever ends up making those decisions, if they feel like there's a, a situation where uh, Sean Payton can be coaxed into coming to coach and they think that he can solve the problem, it sounds like that you you may have to make some tough decisions about your your, your draft hall. Uh, but unlike the, the Broncos, who have a lot of pieces in place outside of the quarterback position, uh, the Cardinals have holes up and down that, that freaking roster. Yeah, I um I did uh, Jim Rome show earlier and mentioned sh- like just the idea of Sean Payton in Arizona. You do sort of wonder like so the the GM situation is very much up in flux or very much in flux. Excuse me. Um, you have the possibility of dual GMs has been floated, which I don't know. Maybe don't do that. Even though one of them, uh, shout out uh, NC State, Adrian Wilson, former uh, former Wolfpack legend and Arizona Cardinal great, is uh, is one of the one of the candidates for that. I mean. I think if you, I mean, if you're Arizona, could you, would you, like, would you give up a second round pick? I don't think you can give him a first round pick. Give up a second round pick for Sean Payton. And if you're Sean Payton. The Saints apparently want a first round pick. Right. But the Cardinals' second round pick is like, I mean, it's 35, but. That's, I mean, that's, that's, that's fair, right? That's not Chase Claypool rich, but it's close. <laughs> Um, I mean, the, the Broncos is 29, like I think 29 and 35, obviously there's a, you know, a, a gap there, but, um, you get the fifth year option with Sean Payton. If you get him at 29, that's, that's true. Um, point being is the Cardinals aren't giving up. You, you're not giving up, uh, three for Sean Payton, right? 
Yeah. If he if he unlocks your team, I don't know. Let me. I, I mean, and that's what it boils down to. Because if you think that he's going to magically make Kyler Murray into a superstar top three quarterback, uh, as Wilson said, Spielman said, that is what you do. So it's just how much do you trust that? But if you make that move and he doesn't flip things around, then you've just set your organization back a decade. Well, let me ask. Let me ask you this. So JJ Watt's retiring, and the Cardinals have the third pick. Let's say they get Will Anderson at three, or you get Sean Payton at three. When you put it in those terms, Will Anderson ain't winning 11 games for you next year, no matter how good he is, and he should be really good. Sean Payton, all right, well, I mean, there's, there's a better chance. You can't give up three for – I think I think 35 is fair. I just told you. So you think Will Anderson is more more valuable than Sean Payton? Yeah, you cannot give up the year. third overall pick. For, for for the rights to a coach well, who would then I'm, I'm the Saints general manager I say thanks for calling yeah. Ching hang up on you and good night sir you, you can call me you back on draft night when you're, and you're already paying a coach and a GM to not work like, it, it, that ain't happening yeah but you also thought it made sense to, I, to pay this coach to stay around Will Anderson isn't getting this team to the playoffs next year Sean Payton I think if you ask 100 people, 100 people will tell you Sean Payton has a better chance than Will Anderson or Jalen Carter to get Sean the Payton, to Sean Payton and Kyler Murray is a really intriguing option. I don't know, though, that given what we know about Kyler Murray, and, and look, I, I, again, I think it's a really intriguing option, but, but given what we know about Kyler Murray, given the situation with his contract, that clause that they put in there, the Call of Duty stuff, like that's like the anti-Drew Brees. I mean, Drew Brees and Sean Payton were – like workaholic junkies who lived in the room, lived in the film room together is Sean Payton going to want to come in and try and make it like, I think Sean Payton's probably a better fit with Russell Wilson. than Kyle. Yeah, no, I think we all agree that, but we were having the Sean Payton conversation and that's sure. where it led us. Yeah. I just don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think the Cardinals are going to give up three. And I don't think that, um, and I don't think that Kyler Murray and Sean, like, I think, I think Sean Payton is too rich for the Cardinals blood. Basically. Yeah, no, I don't disagree with that, but, you know, we were talking about it. No, 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 no. That's what we're... Yeah. I'm I'm saying saying that, like, in in a perfect world, yeah, that makes a ton of sense. Now, on the other hand, they did fire Cliff. Like, has there been interest from Sean Payton? Because last last night, we saw... There was somebody was like, Cliff Kingsbury speaking with the Arizona media at 2 p.m. Yeah, but they also said Lovey Smith had long conversations with Cal McNair in recent days. And uh, then, oh. then, then a Calvin Gare walked downstairs and fired him right before the two point conversion, according to my, to my calculations. Well, I think I think what happened is they had long conversations, and Calvin Gare's like, "I'm not so sure you're going to keep your job." And then Lovey's like, "I'm going for two, yo." And then Cal fired him. But I mean, point point being is, if it, like if the Cardinals can land Sean Sean Payton, good for you. I wouldn't give up the third overall pick for it. I would do 35 for it. I think that's a fair compensation. If they give up three for Sean Payton, my take will be that he will succeed in Arizona. He will make Kyler Murray a infinitely better quarterback than he's been so far in his career, and that they paid too much for it. And that's, I think that's a, I don't think those things are mutually exclusive. Well, and that's the one thing you're going to be thinking about if you're the Bidwells is you watch a team like Jacksonville and you see what a disaster Urban Meyer and Trevor Lawrence were together, and that you flip around get a good coach in there and boom, now you're winning division. You're in the playoffs. Uh, and so that's what can happen. And that's why you might be willing to give up the third overall pick. If you think that kind of transformation can happen overnight. Uh, but it's, it, it would be a lot to give up. Breach, one of the, one of the concerns are, what? are, are you going to trade the Cardinals to the AFC South? Because they have a lot of things to fix with very little resources, comparatively speaking, and they're not playing the freaking Colts twice a year. Yeah. 
I mean, that's absolutely <laughs> true. But, you know, it's not like the NFC West is absolutely loaded right now. It's the 49ers, and second place feels very reachable uh, if you have a smart offseason and you're the Cardinals. I think so, they're the worst team going into this offseason, but I yeah. think it, with enough right decisions and smart moves, they could be the second-best team. So it looks like the Cardinals are 10th, according to Track in terms of available cal- uh, salary cap space at $31 million now. A lot of that will change with the new league year in the coming weeks and yada, yada, yada. But, I mean, they have their draft picks. They have the third overall pick, which we just talked about. Uh, they should have some salary cap room. So, again, you get the right coach in there. You, you can turn things around relatively quickly. But it just feels like there are a lot of hurdles to clear. They don't have a general manager. The coach didn't work out. The quarterback's not going to be available till October, November. What if, because you just said that, Wilson, what if the Saints call up, they're like, hey, Cardinals, how about we trade Kyler Murray for Sean Payton? Oh, I do that in a heartbeat. And then you draft the quarterback. No, you have, and then oh, Sean Payton getting his own quarterback. Then the Saints quarterback situation, they at least can play with it. And boom, one on one. No, no draft picks given up, just player. That's kind of interesting. Would the Saints, would the Saints do that, though? They have Andy Dalton, I mean. Would they want to get downgrade <laughs> to Kyler Murray? Andrew Gray. And James Winston. Hey. By the way, you picked the Saints with the Super Bowl this year, Wilson? Is that true? No, I didn't. Take them uh, win the division. Sure about that? I'm 100% sure. Who's oh, maybe the it was, maybe it was like you picked a long shot to win the Super Bowl. You're like, well, I'm just saying. Um, I was just, it was a James Winston joke. Um, so it, here's the thing that I were Again, with Sean Payton, it's like, if – so the, the Cardinals, by the way, the Cardinals statement, they're like, we've relieved Cliff Kingsbury's duties. In addition, Steve Kime is stepping away for health-related reasons. It's like, you just, 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 like, can we, can we not with these thank you coach, like, tweets, and can we just get down to brass tacks with this? You're, you're, like, you're, you're paying these guys millions of dollars. You fired them. It is funny they tiptoe around, like, the word usage. Right. It's like relieved of his duties. You fired the guy. You just paid him a butt ton of money. <laughs> it's okay to fire him. You fired that's, that's, him. It's the equivalent of the unconscious uncoupling. What does that uh, mean? That's, that's when that's uh, a, I don't know. I don't know what it means, but that's the deepest thing Breach has ever said. You must have just read that on a you have one no, of those day calendars. Th- I can't remember two celebrities broke up and they called it a conscious uncoupling. It oh. sounds like something Gwyneth Paltrow would do. Gwyneth that's Paltrow that, would do that. Um, or it's, and it, this is very on brand of me, but it's like, if you go to boarding school and you are, you, you're basically kicked out, you're not invited back. Yep. So, it was Gwyneth. And she oh, said it when she split with, uh, Chris Martin. Oh, Chris, they named their kid Apple. I wonder if that has something to do with it. <laughs> conscious. Um, conscious, unco- uh, or is it unconscious uncoupling? No, it's a conscious uncoupling. <laughs> Prince, I'll, I'll ask you what I asked Breach earlier. I, I'm going to go down a list of teams, and you tell me whether they finish above or below the Arizona Cardinals next year, knowing what we know now. Um, and just for reference for people who didn't hear the Cliff Kingsbury pod, Arizona finished 15 out of 16 teams in the NFC. They won three football games. So the Chicago Bears, higher or lower than the Cards next year? Um, I'll take oof. The the issue is the the Kyler ACL. I mean, Cliff even said like all I need is one word. Brenton, this this is a five second exercise. Yes <laughs> or no? Higher or lower? The Chicago Bears finish. Lower. Okay, the LA Rams. This is a lot of factors in here. Uh, higher. Atlanta Falcons. I'm saying the the Rams are higher than the Cardinals. That's right. The Atlanta okay. Falcons. Um, higher. The New Orleans Saints. <laughs> and then after that, it feels like it's pretty obvious. Carolina, Green Bay, Washington, Detroit are the other teams that didn't make the playoffs. Uh, so again, they're 15 out of 16. They're they're and and 
their very frugal ownership group is contemplating using Quentin Harris, their vice, their former VP of player personnel, and Adrian Wilson, their VP of pro personnel, in a dual GM role. I, I've never heard of anybody doing a double, like, a, like two GMs doing one job. That's a terrible idea. It never worked. It's, it's, it's like, it's, it's never, has it ever worked for any of them? No. But I feel like it would be trust. better. It would be an upgrade over Steve Kime, who said some things going on. It feels like the last few years. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I, I'm just saying, like, you need if you're if you're trying to replace your general manager with two people already in your building and having them both be kind of GMs, like that's it's you're you are asking for disaster. And if if they do that, that's also a situation where you you really narrow your your. I, I actually, you know what I think the Cardinals end up doing, because I think that they're cheap. I keep saying frugal. I'm dancing around it too. Frugal. They're cheap because I think they're cheap, and because I think they're paying Cliff and they're paying Kime right now. I think they end up hiring Vance Joseph as their head coach and promoting Quentin Harris and Adrian Wilson to dual GM jobs and save a bunch of money for at least a year, maybe two years. And I think it's a disaster. And it won't end well. That's my theory on what ha- will happen with the Cardinals. And maybe I will change my mind with the Bears. Maybe the Bears finish higher. Uh, you know, and we talked about Vance Joseph a little bit earlier. Just that I-, I think that would be a bad hire. Just in the sense of if you are cleaning house and you are getting rid of Cliff Kingsbury and you are getting rid of Steve Kime, I am not promoting from within. I am bringing in fresh blood uh, to coach the team. So I am just saying, I'm telling the coaching staff, look, we love you all, but you're <laughs> gone. We're going to hire a coach and let them bring in someone else. What was my counter to that breach? Do you remember that salient point uh, that I made? What was it? Steve Wilkes in Carolina, who ironically Steve was Wilkes. run out of town for one year in Arizona. He turned around that that Matt Rule crumpled khaki-looking outfit and made him 6-6 six and six in their final 12 right. games. He did, but he did that with a new team, fresh blood, you know, like got out of the— But he was on the staff. Maybe the Cardinals are the problem and not the, the coach. There you go. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. The Houston Texans. Which job would you really have? The Texans or the Cardinals? Texans. Jeez. I don't know. They're, they're both not great. Texans have two first-round picks, so that's something, including the I number two. I just feel like as the Texans, you're in an easier division, uh, easier way to <laughs> build true. a winner. You're closer to Cincinnati, which is also important. That's also I got some, true. I got, some, I got some hair going today. <laughs> feel the Grandma's hair is back. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know, man. The Texans have so look again. If we're we need to, you know, we need to not beat around the bush here. The Texans fired David Culley after one year, a minority coach. They then attempted to hire Josh McCown, who's never coached at, at any level above high school, former, uh, obviously well respected guy around the NFL, former NFL quarterback. Then when there was so much pushback publicly, they decided to hire Lovey Smith, their defensive coordinator, under David Culley, and then they fired him. Now, the interesting thing about, you know, David Culley and Lovey Smith, both minority coaches, both fired after one year from an organization that, look, um, I don't know about Cal McNair, but his dad certainly had some Interesting moments as it relates to, you know, racial issues. So, remember he said the inmates, or he said, what he said, the inmates are running the asylum? Are you talking about the NFL players? Okay. Oh, 
So, like, I mean, do the Texans have uh, – I mean, the Texans have a lot of problems. Do the Texans have a uh, – I don't know what the word is – an HR issue? Or what, I mean, like, what do we think here? No, I don't think so. I think, you know, David Culley was the sacrificial lamb, whether he were white, black, or, you know, purple. Uh, and I think Lovey Smith feels like a panic move. He's a safe move. He's a guy you can hire that people will respect immediately. And I, I get the sense that probably both coaches were hired with the understanding that this might be a one-and-done deal unless you win the Super Bowl. Is it right? No. Is it telling when someone like Tony Dungy has to tweet out basically what the hell are we doing? You, you know, Tony doesn't say naughty words, but that's what he was implying in this tweet after they fired Lovey Smith. And it's a fair question to ask, but I think the, the bigger takeaway for me is that Cal McNair is a goob. Uh, he doesn't know how to run that team. And that has manifested itself year after year. <laughs> which is sort of funny to say in a post Bill O'Brien world, which is, you know, something I didn't think I would be saying. Uh, they, they moved on from Jack Easterby over the course of the middle of the season. There was a lot of tension between Jack Easterby and the fan base. Um, Nick Casera, the GM from the, from the Patriots organization, he, you know, he may be great at his job, but I have yet to see the fruits of that labor and they have two first round picks. And it looks like East, uh, excuse me, Casario got an opportunity to hire the, the, his third head coach, which is uh, rare for some GMs, especially <laughs> GMs that have been there, you know, fewer than three years and they'll have to draft a quarterback. So I don't know how much longer Casario is going to last. I don't know how patient Cal McNair is. There are a ton of questions. And I think more of it, a lot of times, you know, over the course of, you know, me working forever, you get angry about things that happen and you think it's vindictiveness. And in reality, it's just incompetence. And I feel like with, with Cal McNair, it's probably more the latter than the former. I mean, I, I, I mean, do you remember the video game story with Cal McNair? It was the Sage Rosenfeld's told and, and David Carr. Yeah, you told us last night. You remember? So I, I, yeah. I, I, okay. I, 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 didn't, I didn't know if you remember telling us. But I, well, I mean, I'm assuming that the I'm assuming that the, the audience is different. I'm saying like, like, like that's. I I tend to agree with you, and I think a lot of people, but people are like the NFL is rigged. It's like no, actually, it's just stupid. They're just idiots. Um, and and the Texans are the most dysfunctional front office going right now. I mean, we're not even talking you know, about a preacher for three years. And and Lovey Smith, remember that hire came out of nowhere. Brinson, you yeah. mentioned the Josh McCown thing. They had interviewed Brian Flores twice, and it sounded like it was going to be one of those two guys. But then they kind of got shamed out of hiring Josh McCown because, hey, you can't hire somebody who doesn't have any coaching experience, even though. Uh, Je uh, Jeff Saturday and Jim Irsay proved that that is not correct, and you can do it if you really want to. And now Cal McNair is going to use that as his excuse to hire Josh McCown. But, uh, you know, that Lovey Smith, it was just bam. One day it was like, oh, Lovey Smith is the Texans head coach. Where'd that come from? And so I don't think that either coach took that job thinking they were going to last very long. I mean, it's one of those things you were set up to fail, except you got paid $7 million to fail. Uh, so you're like, eh, all right, I'll suck it up. Uh, yeah, so I, I kind of agree with Ryan there. It's just this is more that the organization is completely dysfunctional. And until uh, so I don't even know how you fix things because it starts at the top of the owner. And, you know, if he's playing video games with his, if he's playing uh, Kyler Murray on Call of Duty, you're not getting anywhere. So I don't know what you should trade for Kyler Murray. <laughs> it's just, uh, yeah, yeah, really. Kyler and Kyler Murray can play a lot of Call of Duty. I mean, look, this team since the start of 2020 has won 10 games. That is three years. They've won 10 games. And in that same span, they have been coached by head. They've had, including interim Romeo Cornell, four head coaches. Like, I don't know, Cal, maybe it's not the coaches. Maybe it's you. So um, Jonathan Alexander, the Houston Chronicle tweeted this out. He said, um, 
Texans have put in request to interview Lions OC Ben Johnson, uh, Eagles DC Jonathan Gannon, 49ers DC Demeco Ryans is breach likes to call him, Broncos DC Idro Evero, and then Eagles OC Shane Steichen. So those are all young and up and comers. There's no Lovey Smiths or uh, Dan Quinns or old time coaches on that list. And maybe it's just a starting point. Maybe it's just for show. Um, there are two minority candidates on that list. And, uh, you know, so we'll see. The list on paper looks great. The results could be a completely different story. By the way, not to not to circle back to the Cardinals, but this is an unbelievable state tweet. I, like, I, I, it's, it's from somebody who covers the Cardinals, appears to be verified, actual reporter, Johnny Venerable. I'm assuming this is real. If it's not, I wouldn't be surprised. Kyler Murray will have input on the next head coach of the Arizona Cardinals per Michael Bidwell. Well, that's a question I actually put to Breach. And Breach, what was your answer? Uh, my answer was I would definitely talk to Kyler Murray. I would keep him looped in, but I would not let him have uh, actual any say in who the coach is. Do we know who are their Call of Duty characters? Like, I mean, it's just, well, it's just like if Kyler Murray is not going to be on the field for the first few weeks of the season, and then what if his injury lingers and he can't? I mean, look at Odell Beckham. He got he tore his ACL in February, didn't play a hmm. single down this year, didn't sign with anyone. These injuries can last. You don't know when they're going to be back. You have this range. Maybe it's eight months. Maybe it's ten months. But you don't know. And so you know you're letting this quarterback have say, even though they might not be there. I mean, he's going to be there. He's going to be on the team, but he's he might not be on the field uh, when the new coach takes over. So it's just a weird dynamic. Simon Ghost Riley, your 2023 Arizona Cardinals head coach. Who's that? I, I just Googled Call of Duty characters. Oh, there you go. Yeah, there you go. Uh, anyway, yeah, the Texans, look, the Texans are a hot mess. Um, and Breach put in Slack that the, the, is confirmed by someone sitting in front of a Cardinals banner that looks to be quite <laughs> official from... That's that's from, Michael Bidwell. <laughs> oh, there you hey, go. I don't know, he looks weird without a goatee. Interesting. Um, okay. Let's take a break. There he is. Wait, is man? He looks weird without facial hair. Tyler and spoken with uh, a number of leaders already. Well, uh, we're in communication, and, uh, and and we should be talking later today. We texted, and, and either today or tomorrow. And so, absolutely want to get the input of uh, our leaders, uh, including Kyler, and spoken with uh, a number of leaders already. There you go. Yo, this guy, Michael Bidwell, is flying solo on this head coaching job head coaching hire and he's like i'm just gonna ask kyler this is going to go so poorly well I, well and the other part is that remember before all the deshaun watson stuff got crazy that he wanted some say in who the texans were going to hire during one of those cycles and the texans didn't listen to him and that was kind of the beginning of the end yeah. uh and everything i mean everything was going downhill and then it just it was like uh you're on and remember Rachel. Things ended quite well for Deshaun Watson, so that's good thing. Michael Bidwell is taking taking notice of that. <laughs> Unbelievable! All right, let's take a break. What a, what a mess this team is! My God, we come back more coaching chatter next. So, this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. 
Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Actually did lose the rundown now. Terrible lighting. Which midseason, I'm kidding, I found it. Which midseason firing between the Denver Broncos, the Indianapolis Colts, and the Carolina Panthers? Which one of those openings, Ryan Wilson, is most attractive to you? You're Sean Payton. You can. You are the belle of the ball, the prettiest mm-hmm. lady at the dance, best, the best hair on the podcast. You can pick wherever you want to go. Which job are you taking? Well, if the starting point for conversations is having a quarterback, I mean that narrows the list down pretty quickly to the Denver Broncos. Even though, well, while well, what? I mean, at least you have a. Well, I mean, the prob- I mean, well you- the other problem is to your point. I mean. Let me check my my current updated list of draft order. If the Saints do indeed want a first-round pick, the Colts have pick number four, and you are not coming off that, it sounds like, if you're Jim Ursay, Mr. Brinson. And the Panthers have pick number nine, and David Tepper ain't coming off that unless the plan is to get Derek Carr before you get Sean Payton in order to entice Sean Payton there to have the quarterback. So I think Denver is the landing spot because then you give up that 29th pick as we sit here, which belonged to the 49ers via the, the Dolphins, and maybe that makes it a little more attractive. But also, I don't know who said this. I don't know if it was – anyway, wherever I heard it, um, I guess Strahan asked Sean Payton yesterday on Fox, and Sean said there's a 70% chance he's sitting next to, to, to Strahan next year. So make it that what you will. My point is that maybe he sits out a year if he doesn't find the right opportunity because, he, look, he don't need that job. And, you know, as we've been talking about, he's got plenty of money in the bank from all the years he's coached quite successfully. So why take on a, a, a burden when you can try to out – you know, in, in your words, try to outlast Brandon Staley and then go take that job, whatever that thing goes sideways in L.A. Yeah, if I'm Sean Payton, I'm choosing between those two jobs. I'm taking my uh, black permanent marker. I am scratching out the Colts because I am not going to Indianapolis. Right. Uh, and then I am thinking and giving a long, hard thought between Carolina and Denver. Because, again, if Tom Brady leaves Tampa Bay, what <laughs> seems like it's going to happen I feel like the Panthers are the most talented team in the NFC South, but they don't have a quarterback. Well, Peyton, maybe you bring Tom Brady to Carolina. Maybe you, oh like, God, that's what I was going to say. You get a little crazy, but you can go out and maybe you get Jimmy Garoppolo. Maybe you get Baker Mayfield, who was already in Carolina, but didn't no. work. Well, I mean, if Sean Peyton likes him, but it, it's far. one of those things where if Sean Peyton. Maybe Drew Brees, Carolina? Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't think. Uh, so you're telling me there's a chance. Anyway, I'm a, I'm a, I'm, I'm like, I'm showing back up dressed as Sir Perf if the Panthers get Sean Payton and Tom Brady. You talk about a, a, like somebody leaping back onto a bandwagon like that. that you never I, left. I, you I, act like you have left because they're not very good. But you, you, you go on and off. You have one leg on that thing as it's going around the corner. And you're hanging on for dear life. By the way, our buddy hanging on for dear life, like he did on the, his scooter at the draft. Right. just fell off. Um, so By the way, in terms of the Colts co- coaching job, our buddy Greg Doyle. Uh, just wrote in the Indie Star that Jeff Saturday wants the coaching gig permanently, and <laughs> and uh, you know he might get it. I look, I, I all right, so uh, if I'm picking, um, 
I, I agree with Breach. I think Carolina is the best choice. I, I didn't say the best choice. I would say it would be 1A Denver, 1B Carolina. I just gonna, said th- those are the two I would consider against. I would eliminate Indianapolis. And, and you're going to have to give up the number nine pick. And, but real quick, as uh, Will McLean pointed out in the chat, that is it how likely would the Saints be to make an interdivisional trade yeah, right, and exactly. send Sean Caton to a division rival? For right. number nine, would you do it, Breach? Uh, if I thought Sean Payton could win a Super Bowl for me, yes. No, if you're the Saints, would you take the ninth overall pick? Oh, the division right. I think yeah. the ninth pick might be enough to make uh, me do it. Yes, yeah, yeah. You take because, like, I, I always think that's sort of like underrated in terms of people talking about interdivisional trading. Like, you're getting the you're taking away a possible superstar from your division rival and putting him on your team. Like, I mean, the, I mean, who, who's who who went who's going ninth to the Panthers in your latest mock? You mentioned it's not, a, it's not a quarterback. It's Quentin right. Johnson, the uh, the wide receiver out of TCU, who's a great player. He's a stud. But he, I mean, you're not gonna. You need a quarterback to throw in the ball. And the, no, you no, know no, who, no, no, but, but I'm just saying, like, I mean, no, he's absolutely a stud. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, if I were, if I were the, if I were the Saints and the, I don't think Sean Payton would do that to the Saints because I don't think he, I don't think Sean Payton has any interest in coaching against the Saints twice a year and being in their division. Like, I think he knows how he's perceived in new Orleans. They love him. That's where he lived for you know like a decade plus and coached. He won a super bowl there. I would be really, really surprised if he took that job or if this, even if the saints were willing to do that trade, if he took that job. So, and then by the way, how about Jim Harbaugh? It's like begging, begging Dave. He's like, call like John, the judge. Wow. He's like, He's like calling Tepper for weeks. Finally, Tepper's like, fine, dude. We can have a we can have a meeting. Just and stop it, calling me. Yeah, just, just please, Jim, stop. This is I wonder if it's one of those things where he's he sees David Tepper on the corner just handing out money to people. And he's like, yo, uh, as long as you're handing that money, what what do you think we talk? And maybe Tepper's I, changed his ways. I think I think Harbaugh perceives uh the Carolina job as like like a, a leverage point to raise raise interest from the Colts and the Broncos and and other possible because I mean look, look, if there's only gonna be and we'll get this in a second, but like, if there's only going to be five openings, and there'll probably be one more, two more, five is really, really low for for a coaching class. Like it's, and you have Sean Payton and Jim Harbaugh out there, both kind of jockeying for spots. Sean Payton a little more of a safety net because he's got the 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 TV job. Jim Harbaugh's got the you know the nose the um the uh, mm. NCAA sanctions possibly coming down on Michigan. Uh, I don't think I have to worry about that next year, but I mean. I mean, he could definitely stay at Michigan for one more year. I'm just saying they have they have safety spots. Um, so let me ask you this this comment from Brian Jay there that that uh, Billy just had on the screen. Why are we giving Sean Payton all this this hype? How do he do without Breeze? And I think that's a fair point. I think the follow up is that's why Sean Payton wants to go somewhere where Justin Herbert or Justin Herbert uh, like quarterback is on the on the on the team because I don't think it matters who you are. And we've seen Bill Belichick struggle without Tom Brady. You can go down the list of guys. If it's a franchise quarterback here or a Hall of Fame coach, I think you always go with the franchise quarterback. Anyone disagree with that? Um, it's always yeah, it's always guaranteed as a franchise quarterback. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah, I just mean like a like a not like a twenty twenty. Let me let me let me ask you this: How many games does Sean Payton win in Washington this season? Uh probably not. They went eight, eight, and one, which feels like a, a Super Bowl victory, as far as I'm concerned. Probably nine max. Maybe we're nine and eight. That's right. So he's worth a half a game. <laughs> right. Without a quarterback. Um, yeah. I mean, although some people think if they started Sam Howell from Jump Street, maybe they win yeah, 16, well, 17 games. Maybe. Um, Sean Payton, 
had uh, four losing seasons in New Orleans. Went ten to six his first year, seven to nine, eight and eight the next two. Proceeded to win double digits, and they went seven to nine three straight years. And then yeah. they had an incredible 2017 draft with Kamara, Ryan Ramchek, Marshawn Lattimore. Um, Hendrickson Mark, was in that draft class. Yeah, flipped everything around and and, and really changed the the trajectory of the, of the franchise. Nine and eight, his final year, got out and won sixty three percent of his games. He's a, I think he's a great coach. I think he's one of the best five best offensive minds of the last twenty five. Well, years. I think that's the other thing that when you get Sean Payton, you might have a couple seven and nines in there, or whatever so seven and tens now or eight and nines. But he at the other end, when you're winning football games, he's going to win you one or two or three games that you might not win with just an average with a Mike McCarthy, for example, out there coaching you up. Well, and I think too, it's worth noting that, like, man, those those um, 2017 through 2020, 11, 13, 13, and 12 wins, they had, I can't remember, if it was 17 through 19 or seven or 18 through 20, but like three of the like the most backbreaking bad playoff beats, like an OT loss to Kyle Rudolph and Kirk Cousins. You had the um, the Rams, uh, the 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 Rams get the pass interference Rams game. In the and then um and then another the Minneapolis miracle the Minneapolis miracle right I mean just just all shout out Rick Spielman shout out to Rick Spielman yeah uh, all right of the teams in the playoffs and you we all know who they are right we don't I don't need to list them all no fourteen of them who fourteen teams I don't know. almost fifteen the NFL had its way which team is most likely to mm. be hiring a head coach within the next month or be looking to seeking to hire a head coach. Breach, you can go first because I know what my answer is going to be. Uh, I'm probably going to steal your answer. I'm going to say... We're all going to say the Bengals, aren't we? The Cincinnati, not the Bengals. Uh, <laughs> the Dallas Cowboys. I just think oh. that if the Cowboys flop on Monday night against the Buccaneers that Jerry Jones will give some very serious thought to firing Mike McCarthy, especially with how this team has looked down the stretch. I mean, nobody, uh, you know, this is not going to be an easy game to pick whether you're picking the Cowboys or the Buccaneers. But if you do pick Dallas, you cannot feel comfortable with them. I mean, this is a team that barely beat the Houston Texans. That is kind of when they're, I mean, really, their their run of just not looking good started with that 54-19 <laughs> win against the Colts, which sounds absurd. But that game was 21-19. to in the fourth quarter before, you know, the Colts, the wheels fell off the Colts wagon. But since then, it's been close game, close game, two losses, barely beat a Titans team that was starting Josh Dobbs, who had been, only been on the roster for eight days. You beat Gardner Minshew, uh, an Eagles team that had Gardner Minshew, like, yay, good third job. Third round pick, Gardner Minshew. <laughs> uh, maybe Sean Payton will, will uh, trade a third round pick away for Gardner Minshew. We'll see. But yeah, so the Cowboys are just falling apart down the stretch. And it feels like if they lose on Monday night, I would not be surprised at all if uh, Jerry Jones is handing out peak slips at some point next week. Breach does, uh, or Brenton, either one of you, does Dak Prescott count as a franchise quarterback if you are Jerry Jones calling Sean Payton? Yes. Yes. Okay. He's, if, Sean, if the Cowboys lose a humiliating game in the playoffs in Tampa Bay to a 45-year-old Tom Brady quarterbacking an 8-9 and nine Buccaneers team. Oh, don't talk it, down on that team. You love that team. I love it. this is my box. Super Bowl. Hashtag my box. Yeah, your box. Go ahead. Bucks Bengals Super Bowl. That's what I think. Brenton Bucks. I got a Bucks Bengals. I got a Bucks Bengals Super Bowl ticket matchup 85 to 1. Um, highly recommend. Sorry, but go ahead. If they lose to the terrible Br Tom Brady. If they get embarrassed by Tom Brady 
and this eight and nine bucks team. And Sean Payton's like, hey, Jerry. Then I think there's a very good chance that they fire Mike McCarthy. On the other hand, Jerry is pretty stubborn. I think he likes Mike McCarthy. Jerry's almost 80, though. Yeah. 35, 18. Is that an embarrassing loss or not? Yes. Yeah. And Jerry Jones being almost 80 adds to it because he wants to win a Super Bowl before he dies. That guy is going to do whatever it takes to win a Super Bowl. Okay. As soon as possible. And didn't Dak end up leading the league in interceptions? He was yes. close, if not, he'd been 35 24. Like missing like five games. Tied for the league leading interceptions. And fun fact became the first quarterback in NFL history to miss at least five games and still lead the NFL in interceptions. That is not and like fun. that's a big talking point, especially after he laid a total egg against Washington. Well, that's why I asked you is he a franchise quarterback for Sean Payton? Well, but, all, but it all happened since he injured his thumb. And remember, Russell Wilson had surgery on his thumb and then struggled. Yeah, just, I mean, it's, it's not easy. That's called the your breach. Your thumb is like you need your thumb to grip the football. <laughs> I just want to clip breach. Saying Precision you grip. You need your thumbs. Uh, okay. Well, I'll ask it one more time. Well, well, well yes. Is that quality? Does Dak qualify as a franchise quarterback? I think under Sean Payton, what Sean Payton needs, yes. Okay. I think Sean Payton would get a lot out of Dak Prescott. No, I agree. Um, but it, it's been hard to watch. But again, Kellen Moore was supposed to be that that dude. He ain't Sean Payton, but. Yeah. Clearly, there have been some struggles. So the other team, I think that is obvious. Uh, so you can rule out the Chiefs. You can rule out the Eagles. You can rule out the Niners, the Bills. Don't even say it. I can't wait for you to say this stupid thing you're about to say. Go ahead. We have to rule everybody out. Just name the team. Yeah. The Chargers are the obvious team. Get out of here. Yeah. I agree. Dude, the Chargers get waxed by Jacksonville. They're going to win that game. Right. I what? bet your hair plugs on it. Oh, my God. I don't know. Breach, if the Chargers win that game, you have to shave your head and get hair tattooed where your the hair is. The Chargers are big. favored. Why would I make – you should have to make the ridiculous bet because I'm taking the underdog. I think Jackson will win the game. Like, When's ever Wilson has it at minus, what, three and a half, minus two and a half? No, I think it's at minus one now. Jack, uh, Chargers are favored by one. That's crazy talk. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like it's like if this team wins a close game playoffs, you have to shave your head and get hair tattoos. Um, I think the Chargers – if Sean Payton – no, the reason why it won't happen – Again, cheap ownership, and Sean Payton wants twenty million a year, so you have to pay Brandon Staley to leave until he makes the playoffs, and then have to pay Justin Herbert this crazy contract where you got to put a bunch of money in escrow because of the guarantees, and then you have to give Sean Payton twenty million dollars a year. I don't think the Chargers will do that. I think he would love that job. I think the two other teams that at least weren't mentioning. And I, I don't think this is going to be the case because you rule out Minnesota, New York, first year coaches, Jacksonville, first year coach. Harbaugh, Baltimore out. Cincinnati, you know, looks looks awesome. Again, Zach Taylor is actually like, and Zach Taylor, the whole thing in Buffalo, like Zach Taylor's completely changed his, where he sits in the stratosphere of coaches based on that game alone. Um, Seattle, if Pete Carroll retired, I, I don't think he will. I don't think that's the case. Make the playoffs, but just you know, worth mentioning. And then Tampa Bay. I mean, Todd Bowles didn't do a great job this year. Eight and nine, you win the division. If they get smoked by the Cowboys and Tom Brady leaves, I don't think it's guaranteed that Todd Bowles sticks around. No, that feels more likely to me than my my dude, Brandon Staley, which is just disrespect as far as I'm concerned. Uh, there were also rumors about Mike McDaniel possibly being. Yeah, it wasn't. If they uh, didn't make the playoffs. That's my apologies to Albert Breer. It wasn't Albert Breer. said that as Brinson noted last night. Yep. Um. Brinson's the official fact checker of this podcast. About, kick, uh, about kick.com coverage on, on uh, the Pick 6 podcast. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. Would you rather Jim Harbaugh or Sean Payton? 
Well, who, well, let me ask you this: Who wants Sean? Who want? Who doesn't want Sean Payton over Jim Harbaugh? <laughs> like, would you rather Jim Harbaugh or John Harbaugh? I'd rather have John Harbaugh if we're talking about yeah, NFL coaches. Like John Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh is a crazy. Guy. I, I think Harbaugh is an interesting option. I love Harbaugh. I, 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 I will say this, and Breach mentioned this earlier. I think Jim Harbaugh might be a better fit in Arizona just because he's so crazy and he has a knack for getting the most out of sort of random situations, especially like Alex Smith and Colin Kaepernick both um, were really good under him. And maybe that's something that Kyler needs as opposed to a traditional um, offensive mind like Sean Payton obviously is. Well, I mean, and when Jim, I mean the job that Jim Harbaugh did in San Francisco should not go fly under the radar. Like he came in, that 49ers team was middling, and he had them like competing for championships from Jump Street with Alex Smith, who he completely re like QB makeover, and then brought Colin Kaepernick and and you know he and Greg and like he and Greg Roman. I mean, you know, sort of launched like were part of launching the you know running quarterback, you know. Uh, Designing an entire offense around yes, their you. quarterback skill set. Yes. And that's, I mean, that's what they did is, is Harbaugh took over for a 49ers team that went six and 10 in 2010. And then boom, they go to three straight NFC title games after that. So he's already proven he can turn a team around. He's never had a losing season as a head coach. Uh, and I would say going to three straight NFC championships is a pretty strong thing to have on your resume. What um what are the concerns? Because part of the reason he left, I believe, I could be remembering, misremembering, was he couldn't get along with Jed York and the ownership. And that's uh, yeah. So the new GM is going to have to be able to get along with um an unconventional personality. Harbaugh, that's not necessarily I think Harbaugh's going to bring Harbaugh. Harbaugh's although at this point, like he seems kind of desperate, but you would think he would bring in his own GM. I think if you if you're getting Peyton or Harbaugh, you're bringing in your own GM. Did he bring in Trent Balky? No, but he was a first-time NFL head coach then. I would be concerned about his ability to evaluate talent because that there's a huge gap between coaching and I mean you might be great at it. I don't know, but let's there's a reason this team stinks. And I mean, you know, Adrian Wilson's there. You mentioned Quentin Quentin Harris. So he said Quentin Harris? Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if that's I'm not concerned about those guys being co-GMs. It might be a situation where Arizona needs like 15 guys to be the general manager. That that place is so dysfunctional. <laughs> but I would be I would be more concerned about Jim Harbaugh having full control as opposed to Vance Johnson getting the job with the with the co-GM so we talked about earlier. I just couldn't I can see Harbaugh coexisting with Kyler Murray. So I want, I'm not well, sure. I want Harbaugh I want Harbaugh and Jim Mersey for like three years. I mean that would be that fun. would last three weeks. Like three years, no way. Three weeks. Although they they met last they, year, they, they'd win all they would win all three games and then Harbaugh <laughs> would just wear out his welcome. Yeah. He may just quit too. He's a nut job, man. All right, let's play. Let's play matchmaker real quick. Five openings. We'll start with the first one that came open. Carolina. You are. There's no. Don't worry about. Sean Payton. If I'm not worrying, I'm going Sean. Okay, you got to worry about the division thing. Okay, you lied to me. Okay, go ahead. I didn't didn't finish my sentence. Why? What you said? Don't worry. I didn't worry. What else? I mean, with Sean Payton. So like. I, I I don't know what the answer for Carolina is. It might be Jim Harbaugh, but I don't know if he and David Tepper could get along. I kind of think it is Jim Harbaugh. Because he's a guy that picks it. He's like a, he feels like the, he's like um, Harvey Cattell's character in um, Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction. He comes in, he fixes the mess, the and then he leaves. He's not going to hang around for the a wolf. long time. The wolf. Yeah, the wolf. Absolutely. 
Although he dresses much worse than the wolf does. He doesn't wear shirts. Um, but that might be a thing that that would be his thing in Carolina. Show up in the, on the sideline with no shirt on. Yeah, he's very popular in Charlotte. <laughs> so I'll go with Jim Harbaugh. Who do you want, Breach? Uh, for Carolina? Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with D'Amico Ryans. Ooh. I, I'm just going to – I think the Panthers' defense is their strong suit right now, so I'm going to bring someone in and become one of those teams – that can just let your defense get you to the playoffs and then hire a smart offensive coordinator who hopefully can figure something out at the quarterback situation. I, I also think, and I, I was going to say Harbaugh too. I like, I think I like to make Ryan's more um, Ooh, because Tepper hired a guy from college last time and let him just run the place. And whoever gets the job, please iron your clothes before the introductory press conference. Harbaugh's khakis are always immaculately pressed. There you go. Pleated too. Uh, um, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll throw out Steve Wilkes. Just, just roll it back. Yeah, I was going to say, when Breach mentioned D'Amico Ryans, if you're going to stick with defense, I mean, stick with the guy that, that took you to the dance, Breach. Yeah. Also, you know, if, if, if Tepper likes Scott Fitterer and Fitterer's going to be involved in searching for the head coach, like, you know, you're, you're, as a GM, you're naturally going to push your owner away from hiring a guy who's going to fire you when he comes into town. That also is the reason why I think the Chargers don't move on from Brandon Staley because if Sean's Top coming in – Telesco is going to have to hit the bricks too. So I think that's the conversation that. Very good point. Uh, right, Indianapolis. Um, Saturday. Saturday night's all right. Did you name a name? Oh, yeah. yeah like, I, I just mentioned our buddy Greg Doyle thinks Jeff Saturday. He wants the job. He knows, but he thinks he might be in line for it. I don't know. This feels like. Breach, is this job worse than the uh, Cardinals job? Yes. I feel like it might be. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, I mean, yeah, the Cardinals have Kyler. You have a franchise quarterback right. kind of building right. And the Colts have Jim Irsay. Yeah, well, he yeah. fired his coach midseason after making him bench Matt Ryan for Sam Ellinger, then proceeded to hire an ESPN analyst who played for his team several years ago with no head coaching experience. Brought him in, allowed him to play Matt Ryan, and I, maybe, maybe they should Saturday. hire. Maybe Jeff Saturday's the answer. Maybe they hire Jeff Saturday, David Cully, and Lovey Smith to try coach. And then just fire fire them all at the third of the way through the season and fire another one. I don't know what the answer is. Like, I wouldn't want to subject to Brian Flores to this. I think we talked about him earlier as being a good candidate in some poss- some landing spots. D'Amico Ryans is absolutely – you don't want that as your – that's one of those things where if you're jo- you pull a Josh McDaniel and say, no, I'm going to pull my name out because this ain't a good fit for me or anyone on planet Earth. Dan Quinn, could, could Dan Quinn win there? I'm not sure if I want that if I'm Dan Quinn. He's yeah. been kind of biding his time to get a if good I'm, job. If I'm taking a second job, it's like my like I'm taking my second. This is not the, this is you're taking this job if you really need to get that job. Dan Quinn can kick it and have a good defense for another year. All right, let me ask you this. I'm, uh, I'm going to throw. I'm throwing Harbaugh. That's my my pick for the. I think Harbaugh's a good choice too. All right, um, Denver. Sean. Sean Payton. Wait, somebody. Are, uh, yeah, are we all three on Sean? I think Sean right. Payton for the Denver. Houston Texans. I think Tamika Ryan is a good choice for Houston. I mean, he, he might be the big honor there. He's definitely a pro bowler for the Texans. Uh, Brian, as Breach mentioned, Brian Flores interviewed there twice, so I don't know if he can go back to that well. But um, Tamika seems seems certainly like a like a reasonable Josh option for sure. He may get hired. I mean, look, if Jeff Saturday breaks the dam of inexperienced coaches getting head, head coaching jobs, maybe that paves the way for Josh McCown. Anything, Breach? Uh, Shane Steichen. That's my pick. Oh, okay. Interesting. And finally, the Arizona Cardinals. 
I don't hate Brian Flores there either, as we talked about earlier. I think Kyler needs that is, that is a good like ex-girlfriend hire too, where you go and like get the like Brian Flores is the total opposite of Cliff Kingsbury. Defense Kyler needs guy, structure. disciplinary guy. And I think, as Breach mentioned uh, about a previous job, you get uh, maybe the Carolina job. You get someone in there who can coordinate up the offense and is good for Kyler. But Kyler has to make sure he understands the rules. Because here's the situation I can't envision. Kyler coming off the field telling Brian Flores to calm the F down. Like, that feels like a, that happens once, and then you, you end up picking yourself off the grass after you get punched in the face by your head coach. <laughs> All right. Finally. Oh, you got somebody, Breach? Frank Reich. That's a good one, too. That's a good one. I just wonder if he has the, the discipline in place to handle the personality that could be a conflict. All right, but let's rank. It. Let us rank the head coaching jobs, one to five. Would it, I think I, I have a list in my head. Let's start at five. Let's start with the worst one. What's the worst one? I think, I think the Colts it. is the worst job. I think it's the Colts as well. Breach. Uh, yep. Okay. And look, I mean, I don't know who needs to hear this. Probably Jim Mercy. He's <laughs> the reason it's the worst job. Yeah, he can't. If stay you were, like, if you were play when you've got when when you're when you're the when you're the when you're the cause for your head coaching head coach vacancy being the worst opening of five available and David Tepper and Cal McNair and Michael Bidwell are in charge of three of the other ones. And like, that means that you're maybe throwing a little people off the, off the scent when it comes to, uh, comes to your job. All right. What's four? I think what do you have? I think, I think Texans. I was going to say Houston oh, feels oh, like. Yeah, Houston or Arizona are probably four and three. I think it's Houston because they don't have a quarterback. They do have the number two pick, the number 12 pick. <laughs> but you know what you have in Kyler, even though he's not going to be 100% Kyler until November? You don't know what Bryce Young, Will Levis, CJ Stroud is going to be. And also, you're going to a, a bad football team. And the owner. I I and think it's a team that's fired three head coaches in the last four years, two after a single season. Which part of me is that, and I don't know, I don't have any inside information. Part of me wonders how much of that is just politics with Steve Kime trying to make sure he looks. No, I'm talking about, I'm talking about um, oh, Houston. So, well, the, the Cardinals have fired a bunch of people too. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, I thought you were talking about Steve Kime, who, you know, and, and again, this isn't just a Steve Kime thing. It, well, but, 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 same point. It could be Nick Casario, Jack Easterby, like that. Like that, there was a lot of that in play. That's why they were so Brian. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, we, you agree to uh, breach four is Houston? Yes. And the only thing that blows my mind about the Texans is that they are literally in arguably the worst division in football. And they still have only managed to win 10 games over the past three years. Sweet. That's not very Jesus-like. What's number three? I think three is very clearly Arizona. Um, I don't actually – God dang, dang it. I almost, almost oh. said a naughty word. Um, I, I can't disagree with Brinson on that one either. Bridge, oh, you my any? God. We've already talked about the Cardinals so much, and I agree. We are all uh-huh. unanimous. I don't I, – oh, are we going to be unanimous all the way through? This will be a first time ever. There's no way that two and one aren't aren't the, aren't the same. Um, so – Let's I mean, do number one just to mix it up. It's like when you, you announce the beauty pageant winner. Right, you right. You do three and then you do one. I'm going to say the Panthers are one. Oh, we now we're off. <laughs> you lose. <laughs> All right, go ahead, defend yourself. You got a high draft pick, top ten draft pick. Yep. A really good defense. Yep. And an owner who is unafraid to give you a lot of spend a lot of cash. So the Broncos, I think, are probably how many quarterbacks are currently under contract? Do you know? Uh, zero. So sure, PJ Walker's under contract. Just one. His name is oh, Matt Corral. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Um. Yeah. I mean, look, I, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. The quarterback situation's not great, All right. but there's, a, there's some good free agent quarterbacks out there. 
So it should be Tom there's, Thomas there's Edward one. Brady. Okay, two. Derek is Carr. He, is Tom Brady a free agent after this year? Yeah. Okay. Tom Brady, Jimmy Garoppolo, Derek Carr. Carolina Ryan Tannehill. Is, <laughs> Carolina is 21st in salary cap space as we sit here, 1.6 million. But again, that could all change in, in the coming weeks. Yeah. Um, Breach, you agree with that? Uh, I have the Broncos at one. I do too. I just think the Broncos got hammered by injuries. And if you have a quarterback who just improves Russell Wilson by 50%, it doesn't have to be by 100%. 50 sounds high. You're going to win <laughs> a lot more games. I mean, the defense is absolutely a playoff caliber defense. So it's just yeah. a matter of getting the offense back on track. And, you know, you win five games with an offense that was absolutely craptastic. So I just, yeah. I, I don't Broncos. even disagree with you, but I already can tell and the Brinson's 100% going to jump on this bandwagon that you guys are going to treat the 2023 Denver Broncos like the 2022 Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That is going to be... I will not be... I got burnt, man. I can't. <laughs> you guys Fool are... me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Although, I, although we have been having this discussion at like, like, in, you know, like NC State text threads. It's like, should we just... Should we like... Should the school just really like right now buy low on Russell Wilson? Like buy as low as humanly possible and be like, we, Russ, we love you. They come back, like put put like name a building after him. See if we can get some nil money from him, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and it hurt. But I was like, out until you mentioned nil money. But I mean, if that's what you're going for, yeah, you might as well butter him up. He's got a lot of money. I'm sure, he's a weirdo, but whatever. I, the, the only concern is like, and, and and look, yesterday changed a lot of things for me in terms of thinking about the Broncos' job and Russell Wilson because he looked awesome. At times, it was like, okay. You're going to fall for that? No, I'm trying not to, Ryan. That's what I'm trying. I'm trying not to fall in for it. I'm all in, baby. Super Bowl Broncos next year. I was one year off. I just told you guys you you were gonna reach. Yeah, we both said no, and then like thirty seconds later, we're like, yes. Yeah, <laughs> you're Well, that didn't take long. All right. Oh, All right. That's so. I, I would be fine with the Denver job being one too, but the Panthers job is not a bad job. I think. Yeah, I, I think we have a pretty. It's a pretty clear consensus. We'll see if another one opens up and whether that might slot into the rankings. Now it looks like pretty small list of job openings in the NFL. Surprisingly. For a Black Monday. That's our recap. For Breach, for Wilson, I'm Brinson. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. We will see you guys later. Go Tar Heels. CBS Tonight. TV's hottest show is Fire Country. I'm not a hero. I'm in orange for a reason. They're taking 12 months off your sentence. You're free. Lady. With a special epic season finale. Now that I'm out, I need something to get me up in the morning. You are a firefighter. You speak. That will be unforgettable. In the name of your life's happiness, go get your girl. She's getting married tomorrow. Says, when do you let anything get in the way of what you want? The Fire Country season finale tonight, 9, 8 central on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus.